I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for semi-final week 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who was bitterly disappointed at the crowd size at the Giants-Eagles match yet last night. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, mate, it was, uh, what was it, the lowest crowd from a, for a final since World War One. World War One. That, that's always our yardstick. Mm. How was it around? The, how was it around the, the First World War era? That was, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, that was the Giants playing university. I oh think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the Giants folded and came back yeah. a century later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said we're going to fight. We're going to fight the, the Hun. Why were you so sad? Look, the reason I was sad. You were inconsolable. Well, you were on the phone last night. You were inconsolable. I was pretty shattered, mate. I'm in, I'm in a bit of trouble here. Now, now um, they say it was a low crowd, yep. and it was a very low crowd. Hardly uh-huh. anyone went. Okay, it was very disappointing. The NRL got better crowds on the night. But here's the thing. It was a sellout. Okay, now what happened? It didn't look it on TV. No, it didn't look like a sellout. But what I did was I, 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 I saw an opportunity <laughs> to make a lot of cash, right? So I went, oh, GWS, home game. People are going to be scrambling for those tickets. <laughs> yeah. So I got on Ticketmaster on the Monday morning... Bought them all. No way. Bought every seat in the house. No way. All of them. That's amazing. Yeah. So I am massively in debt because I thought I, I was out the front of uh, the be- the uh, the beanstalk last night. Yep. And I was like, ticket, you know, GWS ticket, 400 bucks, mate, 400 bucks for you. <laughs> in you go, buddy. And people were just like, mate, fuck off. And you couldn't move them. You couldn't, couldn't shift them. No. Nah. Ah, oh, dude. I was doing like five bucks. So you now can you have the ticket. Oh, here's, here's 50 bucks, mate. Just take the, take the ticket from my hand. How much do you reckon you're on the hog for? It's a couple of mil. Couple mil. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't have the money. So I've got a friend who lives in New Zealand. Uh, he's a father of a, of a famous footballer. And I said, Can I borrow a couple of mil? And he was like, Mate, no worries. And I thought it was going to be cash. Yeah. It was cash. Yeah, it was, it was all cash. Yeah. Um, I owe a lot of money. Are there any debts that you might be able to call in? There's no debts, but you know who I can get to recover? Well, I was going to say. I yeah. mean, you want to give our give our give our friend a call? Yeah, the push-up king. Yeah, get get my money back. See if there's a bit few people kind of uh, can tap on the shoulder and see. Yeah, get a few bucks for you. You know what though? I could um, if I need that kind of money, I could just go into Ty Vickery's restaurant <laughs> and just take what I need. Take it out of the till. Yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, oh mate, that pizza <laughs> oven. I'm taking it. I'm selling it. I don't give a fuck. It was a it was a shocking crowd last night. I mean, it was always going to be low. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to sell out. I suppose the only. Was last year's prelim a sellout? Yes, because all the Western Bulldogs fans yeah, were up. And yeah. it was basically a, a Bulldogs home game. Yeah. Because their, their fans were so rabid for success. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to say that Eagles people couldn't have gone over there. But uh, maybe maybe for a semi you don't go for a prelim, maybe? Yeah, maybe prelim. But also maybe, the, maybe they've got finals fatigue as well as Geelong. The oh, West Coast true. Eagles fans, they went to Adelaide the week before. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be actually a fair pink thing. Because if you've, if you've spent all your money the first week. Yeah. And then you've got to do it the second week. You didn't expect week. to get through. Luke, shall we get to through? And you're like, oh, fucking hell, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. got to book flights now. I've only yeah. got a week. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even got time. So, but it, it's not a good look when a whole deck yes. is empty. No, you're right. You're, you're right. You're like, what is this? A, what is this, a North Melbourne home game? And the way it turned out, there wasn't really much to watch in the 
in, in the uh, first place. It, it's been a really shitty final series, hasn't yeah, it? Apart uh, from one, one game. game. And we had like... It's the best... Uh, it's the best um, home and away season since World War One. Uh, yeah, is what we've been saying. And yet the finals have been such a massive disappointment. Yeah, like how do we stuff. fix that? I need we need finals equalisation. Well, with all of the talk of the uh, how even the competition was this oh. year as well, everyone's saying anyone in the eight can beat anyone. Yeah, well, it's it hasn't worked out that way. It hasn't worked out that way. It's been embarrassing. Yeah. It's been horrific. Like yeah, last night's game was over by half time. Yeah, West Coast are fucking awful. Yeah, what a way to send. You can't send a, a warrior. West Coast hero Sam Mitchell. Yeah, you can't yeah. send him off like that. Yeah, you know what I love though is when as he was walking off. And all 43 players gave him a dead leg. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind him. And then they did like a, a syringe jab in the yeah. arm. <laughs> 43 dead legs salute. Yeah. And then they, then they spat at him. It was, <laughs> it was a lovely tribute to the man that we all know and love, Sam Mitchell. And let's not forget, Matty. Actually, I got on social media after the game, actually. And uh, people were kind of, you know, having a crack at him. At Sam Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. People really don't like him, do they? <laughs> no, they fucking I found don't. one funny thing, actually. It had a list of his achievements. So it was, oh, yeah. you know, four flags, I don't know, three best and fairest. Yeah, Brownlow. Brown, 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 like, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. They had uh, Lou Richards' medal. And I was like, what's the Lou Richards' medal? Lou Richards' medal is the uh, it's the Sunday footy show on Channel 9. That's their, their MVP. Really? And I'm like, does that really need to be? <laughs> like, do you put down, you know, the Herald Sun Player of the Year, do you know, 2011? Oh, that would take, that would take pride to play. It's Lou Richards, mate. Like, <laughs> who knows who? Like, that would go. That would be bigger than a Brownlow. I know, but it's a bit. I found it like everybody weird. found out he was he was going to get the Brownlow after yeah, yeah. he was taken off uh, Job. He would have been like, nah, should I should I get it? I've already got a Lou Richards medal. Yeah, the closet's already full. Yeah, yeah. do I need to double up? It must be really rewarding just to kind of know that you know. Uh, Chompers, you <laughs> great player. Yeah, Tony you Jones know. is voted for. Billy's you. put a frothy down. Yeah, vote giving you five votes. I don't, I don't remember that being awarded. Like I thought, I thought it would be a bigger ceremony for the the winner of the Lou Richards Award. I thought it, it would like it's a night of nights. A long time ago, didn't, didn't the footy show? I think it might have been eighty ninety seven or ninety eight, and the footy show tried to do end of season awards. Oh yeah, I've got a feeling even Pauline Hanson might have been on them. Pauline Hanson. Got a feeling, Pauline. I think they might have had a... So they had their own footy show awards. I think they might have even had like a, yeah, like a Please Explain award or something like oh, that. Oh, God. And so they got Pauline Hanson out. So that was peak, that was, well, now we've got the return, haven't we? But that yeah. was like peak Pauline when she was brand new on the scene. But yeah, I'm pretty certain they did like a end of season awards. And who won the Sam Newman award? <sighs> Sam Newman. <laughs> <laughs> So who would have been MVP back then? Probably uh, Rob Harvey. He won the Brown. Yeah, or yeah. Andrew McLeod around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that would stick in most people's memory anyway. You will get a lot of emails of people saying, "Hey, mate, don't you remember?" Um, well, it might be on YouTube. I've searched it up when we um, finish yeah. here uh, in the three hours time. Uh, it's going to be a long one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you who has egg on his face? Who? Uh, Buddy Franklin. Much like we had egg on our face, well, my face, when I predicted that Hawthorne would beat the Gold Coast by 20 goals, and then I think we lost by about 80 points. Yeah. <laughs> 200-point turnaround. Yeah. Dennis Pagan has egg on his face. The super coach Dennis Pagan. Super coach Dennis Pagan. What? what? Turned real estate agent. Yeah, Mr. Real Estate. <clears throat> he came out, uh, he praised Richmond after its qualifying triumph, uh, and then he uh, teed off on the um, on the Giants. Did he? Tito from the Giants uh, on Facebook. Well, where, where else are you going to do it? <laughs> uh, do you, are you friends with Dennis? No, and I've actually looked for the post. I can't find it. So maybe he's deleted it. Maybe, yeah, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe last night during the second term he went, oh, shit. Yeah, I've got to get, get it down. Yeah. No, because it, it, Dennis Pagan's one to back down. <laughs> uh, it's on the AFL website, this article. It talked about how uh, 
Pagan's Facebook commentary on the AFL is required reading. Interesting. So much required that he's posted his first piece in nearly a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, see, that's the thing, though, Michael. It's it's the value. He doesn't just put them out there weekly. It's not like a rant. You know how you get friends on there. You know oh. who write. Oh, wish this day would end, and they yeah. want you know they want people to come back and oh, what's wrong? Yeah, what's gotcha. wrong? None gotcha. of that shit from yeah, Pago. Sure. He just sits back. He goes, should I write about that? He goes, nah, nah. They're going to come to me. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'll wait until the qualifying finals, and then fucking bang, GWS right between the eyes. Now I've looked. Uh, he does have a a, a page. Uh, what's a, on the page? Well, I had a photo of him. Uh, I think it's 1972. I think playing for North, and it's uh, they had a win. And so, what do you do when you have a win? Probably down at Arden Street. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, you have Carlton Draft Bukaki. No, seven men. Well, pretty much because seven men are in a bath together. <laughs> Is that the photo on his yeah. on his website? <laughs> okay, I'll get on it his up. Facebook. That's great. I'll look it up. Okay, here we go. I'll get Dennis Pagan. So basically, he's come out and he's waited till the qualifying final, and he has said that GWS appear arrogant. Mm. To me, he said they haven't fired a shot in AFL football, so he's dissing the fact that they even made the prelim last year. He's, he's just discounted that. Yeah, well, that was a pretty fair result for them last year, don't you think? Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, I, I suppose a lot of people thought they probably should have gone through to the grand final, mm-hmm. but the, the Western Bulldogs were a very good side last yeah, year. Man. Absolutely, they, they won the premiership. Mm. But he said that's not good enough. They haven't done anything. He said they argued constantly among themselves, which Dennis Pagan would like. I haven't noticed that. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, wasn't it? Uh, doesn't Heath Shaw tee off all the time? And oh, yeah, but that's kind of Heath. Like, that's more directing traffic as well, isn't it? Playing that general role down back. Oh, I hear what you're saying. No, yeah. no, I, I think there's been a you know there's a lot of finger pointing going on at GWS. Okay, it's, like, it's not it's not my problem, mate. It's fucking okay, your, it's problem. your problem. You know, you know what they don't do? They don't two way run, Michael. Oh, okay. They run forward. Yep. But bloody hell, they don't run backwards. Are they? They flat track bullies. They are very much. I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that moniker on them because that that stuff sticks. Like you know, the, the West Coast Eagles will never drop the fact that they're flat track bullies. But I think yeah, I think they might be. Okay, official. And he says um, they argue amongst themselves. Fuck, he's really teeing off when they're arguing. He goes, they argue amongst themselves, the opposition, and frequently dispute the umpire's decisions. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a bit of youth. That's a bit of kind of you know youthful and uh, vigor. exuberance. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, and I love this, because, uh, and I completely agree with him here. He says, sensitive new age coaching hasn't worked with this team. Uh, you know that, that thing that happens, sensitive new age coaching? Oh, yeah. That, that common thing we always say, the snack? It's the modern trend now. Yeah. When you do your coaching and accreditation, hmm. that's, that's level three. Oh, and then you go into level four <laughs> yeah. when you can become... He says, time for some tough love coaching now. Yeah. It's not a popularity contest. It's about respect and winning. Yeah. Well, they won, so it's turned around. But, but see... They wouldn't have won if Pago hadn't given them a spray. That's a good point. I reckon actually that was uh, put out in big letters and printed around the walls of the change rooms yeah. down at uh, down at the Beanstalk. So, hey, remember remember Dennis Pagan? Yeah. No. Well, you, you, you the real estate agent. You, no, well, he coached. You were ten years old at the time. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, when he coached. Yeah. Uh, well, he he he's come out pretty hard. On he's us. Come out very hard. Yeah. What what what, what do you say, Leon? I mean, he's a great coach. Great coach. Okay. Great coach. Yep. Because he had this plan. He, you mean a plan where you kick it, you kick it over the head of the players and into Wayne Carey's arms? Yeah, okay. You mean <laughs> very, very clever? Hang on, are you talking that guy, Coach Carlton? Yeah, the guy, Coach Carlton. Oh, yeah. he wasn't a very good coach though. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I can't find it. Here we go. I have a picture of the men in the bath. They're seven in a tub after celebration of the communal old communal bath at North Melbourne. Um, oh, it was North's only win for the year in 1972. Huh. So they only had one bath. That's a shame. And uh, yeah, what, I can't find the post. I can't find it at all. I can't find. I reckon he's gone in and taken away. Don't you think that um, 
you would want to win more if you knew that you're going to be in a bath with six of your, <laughs> six of your closest mates. Like, wouldn't that make you bond? Yeah, get around them. Yeah, like you go, fuck it, hell, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the hardest I've ever played because I know after the game I get to have a, a bath with Barry Cable. Hey, do you reckon? Do you reckon? Uh, let's move ahead a little bit to next week. Okay, if I can. <laughs> GWS versus Richmond. Yep. Now, it's going to be 97,000 Richmond fans, maybe 3,000 GWS fans, if they're lucky. You're fucking kidding yourself, yeah. mate. <laughs> that, it will be so... I was thinking about that before. That will be... It would be the most intimidating game I reckon you could go to. I don't think we would have had a game with that disproportionate crowd, uh, crowd size. Maybe in Shanghai was probably the last time... You know, it was so parochial. Oh, because everyone was on the giant. Yeah. On, on the sun, sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's an anomaly. And yeah, also, okay. I mean, <laughs> obviously, the sun's massive in Shanghai, so... Well, yeah, that, it's unfair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I take it back. I take it back. But, yeah, when, when GWS kick a goal, it will be fucking silent. Yeah, it would actually be quite interesting to be there. Because I remember, uh, I think it was in GWS's first year, and mm. I went to watch Carlton play them. So we were just dominating because they were kids back then. Back yep. when we could beat them up. It was great. <laughs> um... And when they kicked the goal, it was just this weird kind of mumbling. Kind of awkward. It, it's an awkward yeah. silence. Yeah. I, I honestly think, because it was only their uh, cheer squad that was behind the goals, yep. I reckon there was about eight or 12 of them. You could no way. physically count how many supporters they had at the ground. Dude. So, but it's going to be great for the Tigers. But if you're a GWS fan, uh, a player, I, I imagine it would be a really shit feeling. Yeah. To have no support, to know you're not loved at all. Let you me th- kick a goal, you get fuck all. Let me think. Would they maybe have played in front of maybe maybe a 50 or 60 next to uh, against the Swans, maybe? Oh, yeah. Out at, maybe uh, out of Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. Last year, I reckon it was about 65. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they played in front of big crowds. But again, that would have been mostly Sydney. Although they would have had a bit of representation there. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, that game. Now, here's the thing, though. Okay, okay. this is what you're getting ahead to. Okay, crowd included, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants won it. Really? Because they are a really good team. Everyone seems to have forgotten that. You know what happens after the qualifying finals? Everyone jumps off the losers. Yes. Yes. And, and then happens, they win the second yeah, one. Yeah, it happens every year. Every year. Go, they're fucking yeah. Geelong. Fall into the trap. Yeah, that wooden spoon next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pago, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. He fell into the trap. He's an idiot. Dennis Pagan. Can you imagine Dennis Pagan? He's a real estate agent now. Imagine him giving you a spray at the auction. Because <laughs> you put your hand up then, son. Don't, don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. And you're like, I don't know what that fucking means, mate. Um, so what do you reckon? Can they win it? GWS? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I thought Richmond were very good. But you know what's, yeah. up, what's up against Richmond is they've only played one game in 26 days. And as we know, <laughs> that's, that's fucking tough. But that forward line, CBJ too. Yeah, he was a great addition. Did you did you th- you saw last night's game? Mm. Did you think he looked a little uh, a little? Um, how can I be gentle about this? Uh, fucking fat. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice. He looked that, a little. No. no, and I'm not. He's not. He's not enormous, but for an AFL player. Oh, okay. He's got a little bit of a belly. A bit of a belly. Oh, yeah. we'll go back. Well, maybe he's kind of enjoying retirement a bit early. Oh, totally. I mean, Stevie J, if he, he kicks six, he's celebrating that. It was something about, what a great time to come back to yeah. for him. to get dumped, dumped for that first final and then be able to come back and do six. And so you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed, no matter what happens, if you get the grand final, you're going to play it. He has to play even now. if he doesn't have a kick next weekend. Yeah. yeah. And um, Brett Deledio even got to celebrate a finals win. Yeah, and I think it was something along the lines of the, the longest, uh, one of the longest uh, careers to go without a finals win. 
Wow. I think he's about 247 games. Someone put up a list, and he, he was about number eight on the list. Yeah, okay. The people have gone the longest. Someone was up, up about 300 games. I'm not totally sure. Um, but uh, Stevie J was saying that uh, they've uh, injected his knee kind of in a different way, hence he got a bit better. Oh. Yeah, he can move around a bit freer. In a different way? Yeah. So they hadn't thought of that before? I don't know. Maybe it's kind of... You know, just kept on poking, poking, poking. You know, <laughs> and they the just last got few it. weeks until they got the right spot. Yeah. yeah, and is that to drain it or to to deaden it? I think it might have been to deaden it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can, oh, actually, I'm no expert. I can't really say. You know, uh, Dr. Larkins. I'm no Pete Larkins. No, of course. Oh, that's a shame. So to the Friday night game, Sydney, Geelong. Do you think another right. fizzer? Yeah, oh, that was terrible. I mean, it was great for Geelong. Jeez, it was. Uh, can they play Patrick Dangerfield in the midfield now? Now, he was up forward, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think he kicked 4 3 to half time. Now, what was the reasoning for that? Why did they want to shift it around? Uh, I think because they were so listless the week before in yep. attack. They yep. had no. I mean, that Tom Hawkins guy, fucking terrible. A nice goal from the boundary, though, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, it's beauty. And so they put him down there and they couldn't match up on him. Rampy couldn't go with him. He got a lot of. A few soft free kicks, though, danger. Okay. He likes to throw the arms up when. I did see, like, he's running around, running yeah. around, like, leading multiple times. And he's a good overhead mark, and he's a yeah. great kick, so yeah. he's a good finisher. So, yeah, it, and then they just went, you know what? We'll back our midfield to win. Yep. Blixarves beats Kennedy. No one beats. It's got a bit of the uh, move Andrew Jarman forward about it, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So does does he go back into the midfield, or are they just, or is it like a bit of a roll the dice now? We're in trouble. Send Paddy forward. Maybe start in the midfield, then move him forward if it's trouble. Really? So you're not yeah. starting him up forward? I mean, Adelaide might be a bit different in terms of matchup as well. Yeah. Um, and Dangerfield came out and slagged Adelaide. He said it's not a very good town. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't see that. He was doing... It was a very funny interview after that. So oh, Roaming Brian, a bit of Roaming Brian, yeah. Roaming Brian was roaming, and then it yeah. became Roaming Paddy. Ah, uh, yeah. And he went over and spoke to... Uh, it escapes me who he was talking to now, but uh, they were just having a bit of a chat. Oh, it was Motlop. And he just said, oh, you're looking forward to going to Adelaide. And uh, he said, oh, you know, I go there a bit. I've got family there. Uh-huh. And Paddy said, oh, don't worry, it's not a very nice town. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Oh, they'll be out to get him next oh, week. Oh, mate. Yeah, he's not going down Hindley Street. <laughs> they will, there will be payback. If I know the Adelaide people, they'll be getting into him. I, uh, and they did it, Geelong. They did it without Tom Lonergan. I, t- I told you this story earlier, but I'll tell it, I'll tell it on air. Um, I uh, watched the game on Friday. I had a stand-up gig. I'm very, very funny. I'm mm. very good at stand-up. And I, went, <laughs> so I tried to avoid the results. So I probably got home about 10-ish. I'm not totally sure. Not an easy thing to do in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Try not to look at messages. And then yeah, I, like, uh, like the footy show tried to hide the Dustin Martin signing thing so they could have the exclusive. Yet it was all over Twitter at about 5 o'clock. Ah, uh, yeah, gotcha. And the footy show made people uh, took the phones off the audience. Did so they, they could really? hide it, yes. Huh. And it's like, mate, everyone knows. That's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'm not giving my fucking phone to some guy at Channel 9. Why not? <laughs> what could go wrong? He's uh, not working for a current affair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I come home and then I um, put the game on and it's probably, I don't know, maybe halfway through the second term. Yep. And I foolishly look at my phone and there's a message um, from, a, from a friend saying, um, Chris Scott's an idiot. And so I'm thinking, oh, well, Sydney must have won. Yeah. You know, coaching debacle or something. And then... Geelong kick further and further and further away. I'm so you fucking this, this is going to be crack in the second half. <laughs> yeah, they're up by, they're up by 40 points in the last quarter. Buddy must have gone mental. Yeah, geez, they've really lost it from here. Now, he didn't look too fit on Friday night, did he? Buddy? Moving around. Uh, no, I think I think the corky... Severe corky, yeah. Uh, took its toll. I yeah. mean, he had it strapped up. How can you... I don't know what strapping up a corky does. I suppose does it put a little bit of cushioning so the bruise doesn't hurt as much? Is that what it is? Wasn't it cushioning itself that he had on it? No? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I 
Don't quote. Has, has Buddy been... Has oh, Buddy didn't, he been like a, didn't he like have a kind of a pad on it? Yeah. Yeah. Just to stop other people. T- but then you'd just go up and poke it, wouldn't you? Is that uh, hurt, buddy? Is that hurt? What about that, buddy? Well, yeah. That's what you figure. Yeah. Now, Has um, he been a failure at the Swans? How many years has it been now? One, two, three, four. four. He's got 15 more to go. Yeah. <laughs> they, get a, they have to get a flag out of that deal. They absolutely have to. So if they don't, it's a failure? Yes. And also, I don't... There's no way he's playing until he's 35. Well, he's 31 now, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he'll be 37, I think, by the end of it. Yeah, that, that can't happen. What was, it, was it nine years? It yeah, was nine years nine for years, 10 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. you've got five more to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll be 36 by the time he finishes. Yeah. But he's a key forward. He doesn't run around that much. I know, but still, it's a long time. It is a long time. Hmm. And also, like, the other thing is... And um, also could get to a stage. What if his form's, you know, horrible? They've got to drop him. And they want to kind of get rid of him. Yeah. Oh, but you think the hardest thing, though, is he's locked into living in Sydney for another five years. And as we all know, that's very expensive. Absolutely. Like many players can't even afford to live in Sydney. Yeah. So he's, he's forced himself. He didn't know when he went up there how expensive yeah, sure, it was. He lived sure. in Melbourne. Mm. He was like, oh, this is affordable. I just yeah. live out in Hawthorne near yeah. Ruffy, near all my mates. It's yeah. great. And then he's gone up to Sydney. He's gone, fucking hell. Shit. No wonder I'd signed on for nine years. I need all that money for oh, rent. Bloody hell. I might have to go and play at uh, Sydney University. <laughs> <laughs> wonder, if, uh, wonder if Xavier Richards can get me, get me on the team. Now, Brian Cook had an interesting point, uh, Geelong CEO. Yep. Uh, he said that Geelong fans might have finals fatigue. That disgusted me. For like about the 10 years of being in the final. I think they might have missed one over that journey, maybe yeah. even two. He said maybe the fans, the fans are a little bit kind of, uh, you know, eh, blase, we're going to make it, we're going to, yeah, watch it on TV. I think he was coming out, that was off the back of the Richmond-Geelong game where it was, you know, 70% Richmond. Mm. And I would be horrified if Geelong fans went, oh, we won't go to this one, we'll go to next week or the week after. Yeah, hey, that would be a bad call, do you have that? Ad- did you did you have finals fatigue as, you, you a, as know an what? arrogant Hawthorne fuckhead? You know what? Because we did win four flags in that many <laughs> years, and we did make the finals a lot. Um, you had premiership fatigue, didn't you? Well, I mean, I'm, finals fatigue is interesting. I mean, I'd, I'd still go, and I'm still very interested. I mean, the interest is obviously peaked, uh-huh. but also when we lost to the Bulldogs last year yeah. in that final, you, you you weren't that disappointed. You're annoyed, kind of like ah, damn. Yeah. But you can't. But at the end of the day, you're going to be saying to yourself, "Ah, oh, I wish we won four flags in a row." And so you can't. We didn't win four in a row. I know, but mate. you can't be sad about not winning four flags. If, if that makes sense. I fucking hate you. As a Carlton fan, I hate you. More, <laughs> I, fucking, I hate you more than I ever have. <laughs> but they actually, they uh, the, the Swannies did really well getting um, Jared McVeigh. Out there for it was he surrounded with game on Friday night? I think it might have been, yeah. yeah, yeah. So his wife was giving birth, and they said that they sped it up so so Jared could play in the grand final. I didn't I didn't know this was an option. Yeah, I think he can. Like, uh, uh, my mum picked my date of birth. Really? Yeah, she said you can have. The, they said you can have the the first of September. Uh, can't talk. The first of September or the second of September. Yeah. And she picked the first because she said uh, that'll be easy to remember. <laughs> it's the good option. But, but was that Caesar? Ah, uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course you can pick the date for that. Yeah, That's yeah, different, you yeah. fucking idiot. Okay, well, I'm not a, I'm not Dr. Peter Larkins, okay? <laughs> so they, they, a couple of days early, they, yeah. they induced the baby, I suppose. And now we talked earlier in the year about having that birthing pool at the MCG. Yeah, she could have I think it's a, I think it's an opportunity missed. So we have the pool left over from the um, uh, AL, ASD, AL, uh, the, oh, the MND. Big chill, the big chill. From the MND. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the ASD. ice is melted by then. ADSL, isn't that? That's an internet thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they have the pool, the pool there. 
And so she could come to the game yeah. and if and Labor comes, there's the birthing pool for her to give birth. And you're on the wing. <laughs> you're on the you're wing. in a, you're yeah, in a great spot, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of win-win for both. I, I think that they've missed an opportunity. Mm. And, what, and then what, how, how inspirational would that be too? You know, if the Swannies were down, yeah. gives birth at half-time. Beautiful. Jared, look at this. Yeah, goes oh, up for a cuddle. I'm fired up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fired up. And then you play really well. Then you meet him after the game. Yeah. It's lovely. Get its first little Gatorade shower. <laughs> gentle one. Little gentle one. There was a letter from uh, Tom Lonergan to himself. Oh. So this is on the AFL website. Is this like how you write notes for yourself, like when you go shopping and stuff? Well, they've done a few players. Uh, no, sorry, the AFL Players Association website. Yeah. A few players have done it. Uh, Matty Boyd, the people who are retiring. Stevie J did it. So a letter to your 17-year-old self. letter to your 17-year-old self. And he talks about mainly about the uh, kidney uh, disaster. Here. Yeah. Back in 2006, essentially they replaced all the blood in his body. A couple of times, wasn't it? It's was amazing. He got, a, he got a few runs at it. Induced coma for six days. It's so incredible for them to come back out and play. Do you reckon the next week? <laughs> like he came back really, really quickly. Do you reckon an induced coma would be fun? Do you think? Are you dreaming? Yeah, I reckon you are. Dreaming of premierships. <laughs> I had a dream that Carlton won the flag the other night. My life is really going <laughs> Um I, I think an induced coma would be great. You'd be well rested by then, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You'd like a lot to catch up on that. Yeah, that, that is true. People can fuck with your head. Dennis Pagan wrote what? <laughs> so I thought I'd write... Hang on, can we, can, before we get to your letter to yourself, yeah. can we go through at least go through some of Tom Lonigan's? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Letter to well, yourself? I've essentially told you. You talked about kind of, you know, be tough and, you know... You, it's uh, yeah, it's tough losing a kidney and I don't yeah, know. but then he says he says to, in the letter to his seventeen year old. One thing self, I always regret is I didn't ask if I could keep it. <laughs> he says the hallucinations you face at next level. So when he's on the morphine, yes, he says don't worry, the nursing staff aren't trying to chop your dick off. <laughs> I didn't say that bit. That's that's a weird weird hallucination, <laughs> isn't it? And that's a weird thing to tell a seventeen year old. Don't talk about a seventeen year old's penis, mate. It's just fucking, it's just creepy. Uh, and then he goes on to say. Uh, to his 17-year-old self, uh, talking about watching the national draft and having to go to a neighbour's house to use their dial-up connection to be able to see it. Huh. So he's back in the... Obviously, when did he start? Late 90s? Oh, Early 2000s? Sheesh. Well, he came to prominence, I suppose, in 06. That's when kind of people began to know him. Maybe yeah. Maybe 2003, maybe. So did we all have dial-up then? Was it not... People had broadband back then, didn't they? Uh, I think I got broadband in 2004. Yeah, so I would have thought that he had it. Anyway, he writes to his 17-year-old self. Let's not get fucking bogged down on the fucking internet details, mate. Mate, if he's going to lie to his 17-year-old self, how much does... And maybe he's in the the country or something. Oh, they didn't have NBN back then, did they? He says the poor internet connection resulted in you missing the first 18 players called out. But I reckon his 17-year-old self was living it at the time. Like, he's going, yeah, I know know that, Tom. I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> like you're telling, I'm already doing this, you fucking idiot. You're supposed to be telling me the next 18 years that I'm not a part of. I'm trying to log in right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Oh, let's hang shit on a fucking bloke writing a heartfelt letter to himself. Anyway, I thought I'd um, write a letter to my 17-year-old self. Oh, yeah? You wouldn't even recognise your 17-year-old self, would you? I was very handsome. You pudgy dude with your dreads and stuff like that? Oh, not, not back then. Not, not it's dreads. amazing what you've turned into very when you handsome. see old photos of you. Because you look like a fucking mutant. <laughs> No, I appreciate that. I did very poorly with the ladies. (laughs) So here's my letter. Dear Michael, 17-year-old Michael. Mm. Dear Michael, it's been three years since you've seen your team win a premiership. (laughs) I 
trust you were strong enough to deal with these tough times. The Hawks are going to go through a rough period over the next few years. There will be an attempt to merge with Melbourne. Shane Crawford will make a thing called Hank Bulger. <laughs> and fucking Ricky Nixon will play for us. <laughs> but rest assured, Ricky will provide a lot of material for you when you are the main driving creative voice of an internet radio show <laughs> that you do with a bloke who can be literally killed by a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> 2017 is pretty cool. There are 18 teams, including one on the Gold Coast. I know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> There's a the guy called Roland Shawnmakers who is devilishly handsome. Plus, you can find helpful tips on beauty, fashion, travel and weddings at RebeccaJuddLoves.com. <laughs> Just one thing. Maybe in 2008, don't spend $200 on commemorative Hawthorne Premiership figurines because I suspect they may be the main reason why you're still single. <laughs> Signed, you. That's lovely. <laughs> that is, is hauntingly beautiful. Jakey Stringer was always late to training, Adam. Oh, you can't have that. People are furious. That's well, one of the, maybe one of the reasons why they've kicked him out. Well, uh, you, you can't be... You've got to be punctual. Everyone knows that. Cause do you reckon they, uh, they'd get him to do the schnitzel? Uh, you, you can only do the schnitzel when you're at the beach. Yeah, maybe he's late to a beach session. Yeah, but... Okay, there, but what do you, what do, you do when you're at the club? You can't. Can't get him to roll around in the grass or they're, anything they're, like that. Like, how, how can right. you punish him? I suppose he's down Footscray. They should have a baby pool at all times ready and then a sandpit. Sandpit next yeah. to it. So <laughs> just a full time schnitzels. You know, you drop a market training. Okay, yeah. schnitzel. <laughs> Off schnitzel. you go. Full kit. <laughs> so they were saying that um, they couldn't get him to, to come in on time. Like, obviously, Jake Stringer's just going, I don't need to be there for the start of this. It's all bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Hasn't he had a little bit of uh, marriage trouble? As well. Oh, there's been there's been issues with his partner and there's a he, lot of rumours around. Haven't, haven't I? We're not, we're not talking about that, but has oh. to, haven't they broken up? Yes, they have. Yeah. So you're probably going through a t- very tough time last year as well. Doesn't mean you're going to be late. Well, you have a lot in his mind. Yeah, that's not the point. Well, even this year, sorry, this year. I mean, you still got to watch. Oh, I feel still got sorry. A, still got an alarm on your phone. But sorry for Jakey. And it, they should have, you know, they should have moved him closer to the Western Oval. Western Oval. So that's this is Footscray's fault. Maybe build a little. Uh, one bed for him. Mate, him. Brian Lake, didn't he sleep in the grandstands? Slept grandstand? in the grandstands. So he wouldn't miss training. Yeah, so, so, it's, <laughs> so it's doable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So coming late, it's just, it's a load of shit. Like, he's not he's not the full package. Now, uh, who do you reckon he'll go to? There are a few clubs interested in him. Yeah, I, I read today that maybe Collingwood are starting to show their interest yeah, in... Sniff around? Yeah, but at the from what I'm reading, it seems to be Essendon, seems to be the front runner at the moment. Okay, gotcha. They've got a couple of um, dogs in the past, haven't they? Uh, do they? Yeah. Um, Adam Kearney? So, uh, David Schwartz on SCN yep. has chipped out. Chipped out at Mark Neal. Oh, how could you? Do you remember Mark Neal? Loved him. I'd totally forgotten about him until Ox uh, brought it up. Was possibly one of the angriest looking coaches I've ever seen. And did you know that um, Melbourne actually said to him, because when he used to be in the presses and, you know, they were under the pump, he'd get this really weird twitch that made him look like he was about to go postal. Okay. And so they said to him, you need to fucking control your twitch. Really? Yeah. Because you... you was it a stress-related thing? I think so. Yeah. I think when he was under the pump, he'd, you know, get this kind of twitch going on and look like, you know, he was about was to pull out a, a, sh- a bit of a shake and bake? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a shake and bake going on. And the club said, mate, you're not helping us sell this message yeah, to sure. our fans and stuff because you look like you're a psychopath. Okay. I didn't know that. And so you have to kind of chill out and relax and... Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And so he came in and he he's just whacked everyone when he came in. He's fucking... He's just... From the because he was a Mick Maltese disciple. Ah, uh, gotcha. And so he's coming with the Mick Maltese theory and just a- angry everybody. young man. Yeah. 
So Schwartz has come out and said that um, Mark Neal uh, essentially ruined the careers mm. of Jack Grimes and Jack Trengrove when he made them captains. Yeah, because uh, Jack Trengrove got delisted this week. Yes. Number two pick. Yeah. Tom Scully and he. And then Dusty Martin at number three. The dream dream finishes very quickly, doesn't it, for some players? It does. Mm. It does. Do you think he'll get picked up, Trengrove? Well, they said here he was going to go to Richmond, I think, last year or the year before? Yeah, the year before. And he failed the uh, failed of medical. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, I think they diagnosed a worse issue than they thought he had. Okay. With his, uh, is it the navicular bone? Navicular? Navicular? No. Is that In the, your foot. Is that the Stellwood one? Yes. Yeah, okay. So they found they found this issue and, and Richmond went, oh, we're not fucking taking him. Yeah. We're not idiots. Yeah. We'll get Chris Yaron. <laughs> <laughs> Due diligence. Uh, anyway, he said that... Um, Putting that pressure on two young players yeah. was far too much. Well, because they made them uh, captains at age 20. Is that, is that too much? If, if you wrote a letter to your 20-year-old self, would you say, hey, buddy? I'd already be captain. Okay. Yeah. But you're a very good leader. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Leader, leader in charge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm the main driving force of an internet radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That. A lead from the front. Yeah. Uh, I th- I'm trying to think of young captains. Duck, was he maybe 21? Yeah, I, th- I think Wayne Carey was the, one of the youngest yeah. of all time. Mm. Um, 20. I mean, Melbourne didn't have much to fall back on that. I mean, they, did have, they were big height players, weren't they? You yeah. know, Scully's and the like. Well, there's a lot of pressure. And I think maybe... Had Tom Scully left already? Uh, I don't think then? so. I don't think so. Oh, maybe I'm telling a lie. No, no. Scully was there. Okay, so Scully was still there. And then they made Trengove captain. No wonder Scully left. I mean, he's a number one pick. It's working out pretty well for him now, though. Tom Scully. Him and Dad. Yeah. Mate, they're loving it up there. Now, is, is his dad the recruiter? Yeah, yeah. He was a... He's a uh, uh, must be the New South Wales recruiter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Was, he was part of the side deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, don't you remember that? Well, yeah, he knows his footy. Yeah, they flinged him some coin. Yeah. yeah no, that, that's just... That, no, that's just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his footy. He loves his footy. Can I tell you a weird, weird story, okay? Okay. Not again. So, uh, you've heard the one about Barmy, haven't you? Going over to New Zealand. Neil Baum. Yeah, Neil no. Baum. So, obviously in the uh, the chase for Dusty's uh, signature, yep. uh, he wanted to go over to New Zealand and talk to Dusty's dad. Okay. To give him a bit of... He's really involved in it, isn't he? The dad? Yeah. I don't think I'd talk about my million-dollar contract as much with my own father. Well, I guess... I, I think they realised the bond that those two have. Dad walked out and I was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he knew you were going to be a fucking idiot. Um... They obviously knew that these two are very close and they know that the dad's going to be tied in the discussion. So yeah. they just went, well, we'll get through the dad and he'll help us secure Dusty. Yeah, so they want to get Dusty and so the Neil Barm wants to go over to New Zealand to talk to him. Yep. And the, the manager, Ralphie Carr, mm. uh, he says, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, really? Yeah, don't do that. Said not a good idea. Not a good idea. And then eventually, because you don't you know, say no to Barmy too much. No. Eventually, uh, Barmy skipped round 23 and went on a secret mission. To uh, New Zealand Ooh. to go and meet Dusty's dad. So, kind of been too secretive considering he has to go through customs and like a few people wouldn't would have known. Neil Barm. Yeah. yeah. G'day, Barmy, where oh. are you going? <laughs> New Zealand. Oh, you're going to go see uh, Shane. <laughs> so, he gets there and he calls up uh, Shane. Yeah. And Shane says, Sorry, mate, can't meet you. Uh, cause what? I'm going to go and watch the Floyd we- uh, Mayweather fight. Uh, uh, what is it? McGregor Mayweather fight. Yeah. So Barmy says, no worries. Instead of going, you know... I'll you meet, don't say I'll no meet, to Barmy. I'll meet you at the pub or whatever. Yeah. So Barmy didn't um, sent a few text messages to him saying, you know, this is what we're going to do with Dusty. You know, we want to have him. You know, um, what's with the tats? Yeah. 
Um, but you know what? Uh, those texts are a lot more heartfelt when they're sent from the same country. And then he turned around and he left. So they didn't meet at, at all face-to-face. <laughs> it just sent a few fucking texts from, from I don't know, Auckland Airport. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he... I mean, it worked. Well, it did work, yeah. It, it got in his head. Like, he would have been at the pub, beep, 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 beep. Ah, oh, fucking hell, Barmy. Yeah. Again. Trying to watch fucking I'm McGregor Mayweather. Game. <laughs> that's really, uh, that's an interesting thing that you, you don't think that they would have worked that out before Barmy got on the flight? Yeah. Like, they, they go, hey, Barmy, have you texted him? No, no, no. I, I do want to get to New Zealand. He, he'd be sweet. I'm a spontaneous guy. Yeah. I, I just turn up places. And you know, you know what bikies love? Spontaneity. Yeah. They love surprise visits. <laughs> And knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just at three in the morning with, a, ba- <laughs> with a battering ram. <laughs> I would have loved to go on along just to see the uh, dudes that uh, Shane was hanging out with, watching the fight with. Yeah. And where he was watching <laughs> the fight. <laughs> yes, that would have been great. Uh, so we wrap it up shortly, Adam? We should. We should talk about uh, So Geelong, Adelaide next week. Adelaide went to the Gold Coast this week. They did. They did mini camp. Yeah. Was Why? it the whole crew or just a few people? I thought it was a whole team. So I imagine it would be like potentially, you know, like a team in emergency. So maybe 26 players would have gone up. I was going to say why the Gold Coast, but obviously we know why. The Gold Coast is obviously a perfect place to go and live. The home of footy. The home of footy, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's fair enough. And also, they all could have stayed in Gary Ablett's well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's down in Geelong. He's, get, he's getting around family. Yeah, sure. So his place is vacant. Uh, do you think that may be for a weather thing? I th- yeah, I think just to freshen up, you know. Yeah, just to, okay, just yeah, to freshen clear up. Clear the mind yeah, a little sure. bit, you know. Pop into Benson's and uh, go into Madame Tussauds and yeah, yeah. Hogsbreath Cafe. Yeah, King Tut's curly pot, willy, pot. Yeah, yeah, curly willy there. fries. Go to the shooting range at the uh, Gold Coast Shopping Centre. Yeah, there, and there's a bowling alley next door to that too. So exactly, there's a 4D cinema. <laughs> there's a fourth dimension that we don't even know about. Only the Gold Coast. <laughs> Only has the Gold Coast yeah. has worked out that uh, NASA-like technology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our live show, Adam. Yep, it's going to be massive. We've got footballers in real life coming up. We've got quite a few, so uh, mm. stick around. But our live show, it's going to be the day after the grand final. October 1 with the two guys from Two Guys, One Cup, Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson. They're going to be uh, at 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets are flying off the shelf. Yes, not they are many, running out. Not too many left, so yeah. get on board at trybooking.com. And also, we had a bit of a uh, chat last week about uh, the best place to download for Android. I had a few people ask me. That's and right. the two that came through from our listeners, and thank you so much for sending this through, Pocket Casts and Podcast Addict were the two uh, m- the two that got the, the most replies. So they're the ones to check out, Pocket Casts and Podcast Addict. Here we go. You know what? I had a, I had a friend uh, who bumped into a friend of mine who's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, we had a, this Richmond player... Uh, come to our school to do a talk the other day. I was like, oh, yeah. The ghost? No, no, it wasn't the ghost. Brandon Ellis. But here's how it happened. Um, this teacher saw him in a in a cafe and just said, oh, do you, do you play for Richmond? He's like, yeah. She's like, can you come talk at my school? And really? Like, yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, football in real life from my uh, nephew mm. uh, sat in a cafe next to the one and only Chris Langford. Really? Mm. How old's your nephew? Uh, Eleven. So someone pointed out Chris Langford to him? Uh, I reckon. He's probably there with his dad. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. No yeah. kid knows Chris Langford, do yeah. they? He had some footballers in real life because he was at the uh, airport recently when they came back from Tasmania. So he got a picture of Ruffy and Gunston and Hodgie. That'd be exciting. Yeah. For a young fella. Okay, from Ben. Uh, a couple of months ago, I went to Warren.IGA to buy darts <laughs> as I got 
the, to the express lane counter, I saw none other than Robbo. Here we go. Standing there in cargo shorts and some canvas loafers with no socks. I'd heard rumours that he was now living in Warrandyte, but was sceptical until that moment. So I hadn't seen him around. That's a good look too. Like, um, cargo pants are in. He does love his shorts, Robbo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why wouldn't you? He's, I imagine his skin would just be beautifully tan. <laughs> Supple. Hairless. Hairless yeah. halves. <laughs> anyway, as I proceeded to order a Power to Winfield Blue, I saw a look in his eyes that said he'd kill me for a cigarette. Uh, I wanted to get stuck into him about his comp. Oh, no, I won't read that bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't read that bit. Sorry, Ben, but I we are... Uh, uh, yeah, um, oh, I haven't read it. I, I want to. I need to know what it is. I didn't want to get. I wanted to get stuck into his comments on depression. So I was too awestruck and figured I might not poke the bear with nicotine craving. Ah, oh, right. I, I thought, yeah, a bit dark. Uh, and no, but I think you should have poked the bear. You um, should have. You know what you should have done is lit up a dart and just th- into Robbo's I th- face. I think he's off them. Is he? Yeah, I think he's off them. Poor Robbo. Good on him. I think I saw something on three sixty. He was talking about it. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Okay, football in real life. So when you, if you saw his, his legs would have been covered just in nicotine patches. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael, uh, just saw the great man himself, Mister <clears throat> Four Hundred Thirty Two AFL Games record holder Brett Brent Harvey. Early this morning, he was doing a spotter shopping with his other half in Kmart South Morang. Spent most of his time on the phone, presumably to the Brad Scott. Oh, presumably to Brad Scott about resurrecting his career now that they've missed out on Dusty. There we go. There's a few players out at, at that kind of north... North area. Yeah, yeah. north northeast of Melbourne. <coughs> Warrandyte, South Morang, beautiful areas. Here we go. Belinda. Uh, just saw Luke Hodge, Peggy O'Neill, Jim Bartell and Dusty Vestio at uh, today at a Women in Insolvency Football Function. Uh, the best part was <laughs> Vessio confessing that she's not really into AFL and having no idea why she was invited. <laughs> <laughs> That's very strange. Yeah. Considering she's Carlton's marquee forward. Uh, here we go. Another one from Damo. Okay. It's a long one. Get it up. Sorry about that delay, folks. Uh Adam, that's that's a moment where you meant to fucking fill the silence. No, we'll just cut it out. Not once, but <laughs> twice did I come across the talk of the town last week. The man they know as Jake the Package Stringer. Oh, here we go. Uh, this this may give us an insight into why he's late. After a nice international round ball game at the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium last Tuesday, I went for a stroll back to Flinders Street to get a train home. Uh, with a wait of about half an hour, I decided I was feeling peckish to get myself some uh, fast food. So I continued my path to the fancy restaurant on Elizabeth Street in the city by the name of McDonald's. Mm. In front of me, in front of my number, as I registered my food on the screen, was the package. Uh, a good seven-minute wait later, and I left with my own package of goods, only to walk outside and see Jake turning around outside in a disgusted manner that looked like the restaurant had messed up his order. <sighs> Uh, and picked out... He doesn't need this added frustration to his season. Picked out of the bag what looked like a McFeast or a variety. Um, Aside from the mumbling, I thought nothing of the rare sighting aside from his diet clearly giving up at the end of the season. (laughs) Went home to to the station. A few days later, I was driving around, um, regretfully... Been listening to SDN. Oh, <laughs> in brackets, God help me. <laughs> On Saturday morning, only to listen to trade speculation regarding the package. I wondered where he'd end up next year. I was on my way to a cafe to go out for breakfast when I came to a cafe in um, uh, Footscray. Uh, I had to wait 15 minutes for a table. I happily waited in the sunshine outside 
As I was past a menu by the staff, when I noticed in the corner of my eye a man with what again looked like uh, his partner sitting by the um, last table across from where I was standing outside. Jesus, long. <laughs> Heaven forbid, it was the same man, Jake the Package Stringer. Boy, oh boy, I couldn't believe my own eyes for a moment that this moment had occurred for the second time in five days. The uncanny circumstances got the better of me as I stared at his meal. I'm fairly confident from where I stood was poached eggs, relish and some extras. Pretty simple stuff, but like mine, at least his improvement on meals from Tuesday were on the upwards trajectory. I wasn't game enough to harass the man, ask for a photo, autographs, or even ask where he'd end up next year as he's quietly enjoying his meal. But as I sat sat down inside, he disappeared by that stage anyway. Uh, Was I unintentionally stalking the man or previously even vice versa? Vice versa. That was a good one. It was very good. You, you know what, though? Uh, so that gives a little bit of insight. He's in Footscray at a cafe. now, And he's having breakfast there. Yeah, he could be right in there. Yeah. That says to me yeah, he that he's just fucking time, lazy. Mate. Yeah. Time, mate. <laughs> From Aiden. <clears throat> I'm at the Ramsgate. Same place as the famous fight. Best part of the showdown rivalry. I've seen Ollie Wines, Jarman Impey and Tom Cleary already. Uh, now, not much to say about them. Just classic footy players, black T-shirts and jeans. But they do have a sort of irreverence uh, when... They do have a sort of irreverence uh, when they're cruising the western suburbs of Adelaide. They're being good boys, only drinking the vodka lemonade, so it looks good in all, of pl- all the pickies. I've never really thought about that. Looks like it makes, looks like you're drinking water. Oh, isn't there a, a rumor that a certain uh, heavily tattooed player was uh, always had a water bottle, but it would be full of vodka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we got some photos too. Um, uh, he, as I met Sammy Gray, and he bought my Legionnaires hat. Oh, that's good. He's wearing kind of a cap, yeah. Legionnaires type, um, and it says "cunt" on the front. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's good that there's no, um, there's no, uh, you know, fashion police at the Ramsgate. Okay, you're gonna wear that cap. You like, yeah. Go, okay. Come on in, buddy. There's another one. Uh, here we go from Jackson. Uh, I have two footballers in real life. Uh, first being Mo Hope leaving the Perseverance on Friday, just as I was arriving, um, and went for drinks at the Union House on Swan Street in Richmond, and as I went. To leave none other than the All-American 2017 Mason Cox left just before me. And we've got a little photo here of the big fella with Jackson. The man who's uh, Mason Cox just signed on for three years. Yeah. He's so got, he's Collingwood going favourites next year, I suppose. Yeah, well, he's, he's there longer than Bucks. <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we are Junk Time AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook and at Gmail. Uh, don't forget our live shows and uh, we'll come back to you next week. We'll, we'll know who will be in the 2017 AFL Grand Final. It's going to be pretty amazing. And also, uh, next week, our guest is Limo and we're going to be talking about the SANFL 1991 Bloodbath. So if you get a chance to have a look at it on YouTube, it's a fucking beauty. Yeah, and also just a bit of the background about the SANFL. Fill in the kind of uh, little spots in our knowledge because Limo was there. He was there for North Adelaide under 19s one the best and fairest, actually. Played, wow. with, uh, played with Modra. There you uh, go. Modra is in the 1991 bloodbath as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll get a bit more detail on that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, just about those teams and their identities at the time. Yeah. You're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Giants.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.